Mike, 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 check. <laughs> Yo, that's my that's my Joe Button uh, homage right there, man. Shout out to the Joe Button podcast. Shout out Roy and Maul, man. What's up? Uh, hey, yo, that podcast got me through a lot. It's weird to start off your podcast talking about another podcast, but that, that podcast got me through a lot, man. I've been rocking with them guys, man. So, you know, a lot of people don't do uh, three-hour podcasts, you know what I'm saying? And uh, one of the things, hey, it got me through a lot, man. So, yo, welcome to The Man Process. My name is Sean. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that y'all listening to my voice. Um, I, I really feel like this, like this, uh, specific, um, this specific platform will take off, um, and, and reach a lot of people, um, predominantly males because this is called the man process, but you know, Hey, men don't think so, but women be listening and women be ready to hear what men be talking about when they not around women. We do the same thing, kind of, I don't know. But anyway, so this is the man pro- process. My name is Sean. Hey, make sure y'all follow us on, follow me on uh, Instagram at themanprocess.podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter um, at themanprocess on Twitter. Any questions y'all have, any topics y'all want to get into, any uh like you know what I mean? Like one one of the one of the best things about this that I want to provide is um a sense of being anonymous, but also being able to still get these stories out. It's a lot that we are going through as men in today's culture. It's a lot that um our young men, our boys that are um just getting out of high school or our boys that's just entering high school or boys that's, um, you know, experiencing puberty or boys that's, you know, they, they on their way to middle school and still haven't met their father. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's almost to the point in, in, in black culture in our society where where I just said that. And, and I heard the echoes of y'all listening. Like, I don't give a fuck about that dude. Like, I don't need him. That's our mindset. In the black culture, you know, when the father ain't there, it's, it's to become calloused and hard. But really, we do still need that, you know. Um, and it may not even be that man. You you may know very well that your father ain't shit. You may know that, and that's okay. But that don't mean that you still don't, one, yearn for him to be a better man so that he can be there and love you properly. But also, that also doesn't mean... That you don't yearn for another man to take you up under his wing. That's all a little boy want. How, if, if men out there, right, if men out there have ever spoken to uh, any, any young man under the age of 17, 19, if you, if you ever spoke, even them guys, anybody under the age of like 20, you can see it in their eyes. Once you're kind of 20 and up, you can kind of hide it. But these young kids, man, when you speak to them as a man, when, when you come correct, when they, when they see you walking upright, when you got that, that bass in your voice that they don't hear at home with their mama, but you still talk to them, whether it's encouraging, whether it's the number one man that can attest to this is probably football, basketball coaches. That look 
in a kid's eye, when they looking back at you, tells them what they need, tells you what they need. They may not ever be able to say it out their mouth, but that look, it seals the deal right there. You know what I'm saying? So um, I kind of went off on a tangent a little bit right there. But so basically, you know, that's what this that's what I want this platform to be based around. I want it to be based around speaking to each other. I don't want to come off as a teacher. I'm not trying to come off as a know-it-all. I'm not trying to come off as a as a guru because I'm not. I fuck up a lot. That's straight up. I'm I'm, 20, I'm about to be 29 this year. It's weird. It's a stupid age to turn. <laughs> that age between 26 and 30 is some of the hardest years I've ever experienced. Um, if my wife was here, she would say I was in my... Uh, my Venus rising, I believe that is. And basically that's just what she explained to me was that that's just a point in time in everybody's life where they're where they're being forced to mature. Um, so if you if you ever talk to anybody 30 and up, you'll hear them say like once they got closer to 30, the world started looking different. And as God is my witness, 2018 and I, I don't know what's going to happen in 2019. Boy, but 2018, hey, almost had me in a coma, straight up. Not not a physical coma. I'm just talking about, like, just, just wore the hell out. Um, but, yeah, so that th- those ages right there, you know, is, um, is, is, is a lot to process. So I said that to say that I know that I fuck up. I know I know I still struggle with some pride, struggle with some ego, struggle with some um toxic masculinity. Some of y'all that might be a new term, we're gonna get into that later. But I, I know I still struggle with some of these things. So I'm not here to 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 look or come off as I know anything. All I know is what I've been through. My my key lessons and me becoming the man who I was, was not that I had a father. I had a father that was alive and living. And generally, he was in my life as well. Generally. I even had a stepfather that lived in the house with me that was that was in my life. A little closer than my, my biological father was generally. But yet and still... I'm going to just put it out there. Neither of these men are the men that I'm trying to be. Neither of these men have the values that I have and that I want my son to have. Neither of these men have. It's a bold statement. Neither of these men have. The courage. To have faced what I faced. And not just that they didn't face it. But to stand in it tall. And what I mean by standing in it tall is my faith always remaining strong in God. My my it's 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 like a it's like a fighter, right? Yo, my feet planted. I'm not moving. I don't care, hit me with a bat, shoot me in my arm, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's how life gonna do you. You'll see as you grow up. But whatever it was, I stood tall. And I'm not saying that I haven't been weak. I'm not saying that I have haven't messed up in life. But what I'm saying is 
Nothing has knocked me off my path that I still desire. The desire that I have in my heart since I was a young man, since I was a young man, it still is in my heart to be that. And nothing has deterred me from that. Um, and I give, I give a lot of praise to my father and my stepfather for being who they were and what they were able to teach me. Even in their ignorance, even in them being able to not teach me things, they've taught me things by their fuck-ups in life. Um, and I, I just want to be very real about that. I want to be very candid about that um, throughout this podcast, um, throughout these episodes. You know, um, So some things that I'm promoting um, is male transparency. That's something that we don't have. I, I don't have a place where I can go and be vulnerable with anybody, specifically men. I don't have that place. I don't have a place where I can go and, and, and really talk to somebody uh, thoroughly about the, about the psychological uh, thoughts, the, the, the crazy thoughts that go through your head as a man. You know what I'm saying? When, 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 when you contemplate on different things. And I don't, don't want to come off too serious. I'm going to lighten up a little bit right now. But, yeah, so I don't have that place. So I felt like it was my duty to create that place. One, because I want to learn. I want to grow. It's something that I've always been about is, is growing, becoming better, becoming more foundational. And the, and the one reason why I've always desired to be that way, this is before I have kids. This is before I had a wife. This is before I was even out of high school. This was still my mindset is I got to teach my son something that my father didn't teach me. I have to. I will not continue this generational curse. I will not continue this uh, this dysfunctional mindset as a man. Um, and so... I created a place where I can do that. I created a place where you will be able to do that with me, with my guests that will, um, you know, frequent the podcast and, and, and everything like that. You know, so I, I, I really hope I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking. No lie. No lie. Joe Button podcast might be the only place. Where. I'm in a collected group of people, but yet and still, all of the shit that we don't talk about as men gets spoken about. And not only does it get spoken about, it's going to get spoken about in a healthy manner. Now, if you listen to that podcast, when I say healthy, I'm not meaning like Dr. Phil therapy session type of healthy. I mean like, you know, where... You're not being, um, I'm bigging up their podcast a lot. That, that sounds crazy. Um, but basically, you know, it's normal. Because when one thing that young men experience is isolation. That's something that men go through. It's a statement that I said, um, that I've been saying for the last year, is that women are taught, women are taught, birthed and raised in in unity, in communion. But I said, men, we're taught to stand alone from birth. From birth, we're taught to stand alone. 
Um, so even even the closest people to us, we still have spaces within us where we're isolated. Probably some of the points in our in our life and within ourselves that that are the most detrimental. Those are things that we keep to ourselves and that we're not able to really open up about, you know, and it's crazy. So women, the statement goes, women are taught unity. Men are not taught unity even when we commune together. And, and, and when I say commune, what, I, what I'm saying is even because, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but when you eat with someone, that's considered the most intimate time that you can share. In old times, that's how, that's how it was based off, right? So whoever you eat with, that's who you see yourself as. You relate to them. If, if, he, get, if he get a cut, I'm getting a cut. When he cry, I cry. When he rejoice, I rejoice. What battles he fight, that's what the battles that I fight. What he go to war for, I go to war for. That's what it means when you sit down at the table with somebody and eat with them. That's what you're saying. That's what you're relating to them. And that's what you're relating to people that are watching you. And all of that is to say, is that mean that they your, that they your, your buds. <laughs> they your closest friends. They your brothers. Your niggas, right? That that's what we call it, right? So, um, that's 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 the mind frame that I come from, um, when 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 desiring to make this podcast. And let me tell you, it, it's taken me a year to get here. A frustrating year. Um, last year, I can't even remember. Right now, honestly, I can't even remember if I already said this yet because I've already recorded this podcast like maybe three times just right now um and it, and it irritated me because little things kept happening and then and i had to start all over but anyway a year ago i started this podcast it was a different name it, it was constructed different um but i only did the first one um and, and because i wasn't able to execute the way that i wanted to I got distracted and I shoved it off because one of the things is I, I want because I know the sensitive level and the and the need for this platform. I want it to be um, executed right. I don't want to half step. Now, I definitely want to I definitely want to leave room for growth, but I didn't want to half step because half stepping can can cause me to miss audiences. It can cause me to miss people and I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, one of the things that when I when I first was doing this podcast, it had only uh, shout out to Anchor for correcting this as well. Um, last year, my, my podcast was on Anchor, but it only recorded for like up to five minutes and then it'll cut off. And that pissed me off because I know, you know, right now we are already in 15 minutes in and this is just the introductory pot. This is the introductory episode. Um, so it's a lot to be said. Um, I want to get to the point where I'm reading you guys' emails out loud, being able to dissect it and uninterrupted. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm glad to be here. I'm very glad to be here. Um, I can't wait to hear from you all. I can't wait to share my story. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. Um, again, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at the Man Process Podcast. Um, 
email us at themanprocess.podcast at gmail.com with your questions, your concerns, whatever you're going through. Young men, I'm really excited to hear from y'all. Young men, I mean between the ages of 11 and 18. I'm really excited to hear from y'all because y'all have a different world than I grew up in. Um, when I when I was, I, I got my first cell phone at, I was 15, 14, no, 14 or 15. Um, that was that was the Nokia joint. I missed that Nokia too. Yo, that, that Nokia joint, I had to, look, this was my baby too. I had the I had the smoke gray clear kit on it. So my whole phone was see-through, the antenna was see-through, but it was a smoke gray. Hey, you get a call, that thing start ringing up all them different colors. Hey, yo. Yo, that's 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 what love was different. You you caked a little different back then than you do now. I don't I mean I I don't know how it is. Maybe y'all love it, but I don't know about caking on Snapchat. That's a little different, man. That's a little different. It it exposed you to a lot a lot different things a lot more faster, which is something that I'm more concerned about for my daughter than I am my son. Um I tell my wife all the time I say that little boys always learn from girls. Um, And what I mean by that is like when you're introduced to something new, uh, whether it's a drug, whether it's sex, whether it's a different type of lifestyle, nine times out of ten, you learn it from a woman. And then you come back to your boys and you verify like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then your boy is going to put you up on game. On like how you supposed to be handling it now that you in there, you know what I'm saying? But I I ain't really grow up with that, you know what I'm saying? I again a reason for this podcast. I grew up. Um, okay, all right. So we got time. We got time. How how far are we in? We only 18 minutes in. So since this is the introductory, let me introduce who I am and you know some of some of my backstory. So this. There's one specific, specific story that I bring up um, when it comes to when it comes to creating this podcast, um, like the, the mindset that it was birthed in, um, which is I remember being fifth grade, fifth or fourth grade, I believe fifth grade, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's where I'm born and raised, man. Shout out Cincy. I I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. I went to GCCA. Anybody that's from Cincinnati, that's right there on uh at the bottom of Hamilton by the UD I mean by that uh by that U-Haul spot. Uh right before you go on the north side. But anyway. So GCCA was a cool school. It was a church and a school at the same time, which none of that none of that has to do with anything. It's just how I tell stories. I'm long-winded. So I remember being in the lunchroom, right? And I've always been a lone wolf. Never been lonely. I've always been a lone wolf. I don't know. I didn't know why when I was younger. But as I grew up, I understood more and more. And then as I look back on my childhood, I see that that's still what I wanted. But so I remember sitting at the lunch table. I might have been with some some little friends or something like that. I don't know. But um, I don't remember them in this story. 
And I remember seeing across the lunchroom. This the fifth grade. I don't even know if this should have been going on. I don't, I don't know. But I remember seeing a dude. It might have even been Markeith. Markeith Howard. He was the cool guy in the fifth grade. He was one of the cool guys. His mama was fine too. But anyway, so I remember seeing him. Let's just say it was him. He linked over, right? And he whispered in his girl ear. I don't know what he was saying, but he was he was real close to her ear. And I'm watching. I'm watching. And she bust out laughing. I said, oh, what the hell he just tell her? What is it? And see, this, this is how like like an insecurity can grow within young men and the isolation and, the, you know, you not being able to identify yourself or, or find these complexes within yourself. Right. I said this. This is how my brain worked. I said. What did he say to her? Damn, his daddy probably taught him how to talk to girls. That's how I processed it, because because I had a lack in something. What I seen other men do, this is throughout my life, right? Even to this day, even to this day, you know, but. I like subconsciously, I say, damn. Subconsciously, when I walk past men today, I'd be like, oh, I could tell his dad was in his life. He probably ain't have a dad. He probably ain't have no male influence in his entire life. Like, that's just how I walk around. Um, and it's not to judge anybody. It's, if I'm being honest and vulnerable, because that's what we're about, it's, it's off of a, a, a complex and an insecurity. It's like it's like it's a. Is 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 really the the devil playing with your mind, trying to make you feel insignificant, trying to make me feel insignificant, trying to make me feel like I'll never amount to something that I want to be because I didn't have something that I needed to be a better man. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not really about the men or judging them. It's just me trying to size men up. But it's also. It also helps me create this this mindset of like how to judge grown men, right? So I see grown men as either you can give me something, you can't give me something. You look like you still lost, you look like you still ignorant. Damn. This dude right here though, he knows something. I need to see what he know. Because I, I'm trying to be like him. I identify myself with this guy right here. These other dudes I ain't trying to be like because they probably wasn't in their son life. They probably still, you know what I mean? They probably got 18 kids that they don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just how I walk around. I don't know if that's good or bad. I've, I've me, myself, I looked at it as, as good. Uh, I use it as a way to decipher friends. I've used it as a way to... Um, keep people close to me or further than me and nine times out of ten it's always worked out right it's always worked out in my favor it's a sense of discernment for me um but yeah so i seen little markeith howard we um um whispering in this girl and she laughed at the time i did not know how to talk to girls i didn't but it wasn't about having a girlfriend was it i'm trying to think 
I'm trying to think, because I'm going to tell you what was going on. I'm going to tell you what was going on in the fifth grade at my school. When the teacher, which I don't know why she was, when that teacher went to the bathroom, when that teacher went to go get some coffee, when that teacher went to go to the office real quick, people was going in the closet playing the kissing game. This is the fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade. I can, I can damn near call out, I remember Baba Femi, Baba Femi Hughes, uh, Ade Hughes, I remember Erica King, Markeith Howard. Who else was in there? Ricky was in there. My boy Ricky from Westwood. Who else was out there? I had a, I had a boy named Mark, which is a that's a whole nother. Remind me, I gotta listen to this podcast, so I'm gonna say it so it so it'll help me remember. I gotta tell y'all the story about Mark. He was my best friend in the uh, from like the six, from the six to the. To the eighth grade. Eighth grade is when everything changed. <laughs> I gotta tell y'all that story one day. But anyway, so um, so I remember everybody. It, it was some other people there. I remember Amber. I remember this girl named Nikki. She's still running around Cincinnati. Her name's something else now. I remember everybody, man. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Them, them were them were very important times. Um, in in my life, you know what I mean. They helped define a lot. I I said my first prayer in the fifth grade. <laughs> I said my first prayer, like my earnest prayer to God in the fifth grade. Um, everybody was picking on this girl. I wasn't picking on her, but I laughed. I laughed. Uh, and for for one reason or another. Her and her mama end up coming to the school. Where the kids at that was picking on my daughter? Y'all, y'all, something to the effect of charges about to be pressed. Boy, no lie. <laughs> I remember being in the bathroom. I said, Lord, please. <laughs> I said, Lord, please. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> that was my prayer, man. In like the fifth grade. That was my first prayer. Honest to God. Honest to God. But uh man. So anyway, going back, that that's what we used to do in the fifth grade. And so now I'm thinking like, you know, people are people, these little kids got iPhones in the fifth grade. It's a whole nother lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? People want these little kids on Snapchat. In the fourth grade, it's, it's, it's shit like camster and pedophiles out here that know about these different things where kids can lie about their ages, be on these sites just trying to make money in their pocket. And the parents don't even know. Parents ain't concerned about what what a kid wearing or what they doing. Like when your kid at school, a parent mindset is they taken care of. They ain't out and about doing drugs. That's what parents be thinking. And to me, that's a lazy mindset, honestly. I'm going to call it out. That's a lazy mindset because it takes a bit, not just you being a parent at home, but it takes an active, involved village to really raise a child. It's so much that goes on in a child's life every day. Every day that child is trying to learn. Every day that child is introduced to something different. Every day that child is going through something. And, you know, we can miss a step, and that's why I take a village. But anyway... 
So we, we have to be more involved in our kids' lives. But young men, you know, I want y'all to reach out to me and and um, let, let, let's talk about some of these things, you know, the, the questions that you might have or the situations you might be in. Um, don't feel alone. You're not alone. Um, and when you're young, you can feel like this will be your entire life. So then you begin to act different based off of being young and not and not being able to see how big the world actually is. Um, so don't don't get mixed up in that mindset and don't get confused in that mindset that this is how life going to be. Uh, I'm alone. I'm never going to have this. Like, you know, what I mean, that, that's what I want to be. I want to help fill in the gap eventually. And this this just on my heart right in this moment. Eventually, I want to get to the point where I have different mentorships um, where, where I where I if, if, if a little boy listening to this podcast from Dallas, Texas, you know, and he going through something, he ain't got no mail. It, it's crazy to believe that a young kid can go through through his adolescence and teenage years and not have a male that's planted in his life. And what I mean planted, I mean like somebody that's there and ain't moving and they're for that child and they're uplifting that child and they're, you know, teaching that child something. Um, I super got sidetracked, but anyway, um, you know, so I want, I want it to be to the point where that little kid write me a letter, that young man, that teenager, that just got somebody pregnant at 12 years old, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he don't know what to do. He don't know how to handle it. He don't know if he can handle it. His mama probably put him out, cuss him out, beat him upside the head, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, I want to be able to be able to say, hey, I, I know a guy named Tony in Dallas. He has a, a mentorship program. And um, Tony, I want you to go see about about little Rick. Go go check up on little Rick for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I want to birth from this um and so that's that's what i want so i don't want i don't want anybody to feel young men i don't want y'all to feel like i'm just here to tell y'all stuff teach me something teach me teach me what it's like to be young right now about the complexes you know what i'm saying about about different things you know that, that that's what we all here for to learn we all here to learn from each other we're not here to school or or be wiser than thou than anybody so anyway sorry about that whole tangent but um so just i was i was at the introductory of me (laughs) and that that story with markeith and the little girl was like part of the beginning part now my father was in my life and what i mean by in my life you know, he was in my home up until I was four years old, maybe maybe three. Um, I'm a middle child. I have a younger brother and an older sister. Um, and my dad was around long enough until my mama was pregnant. And then he moved out. And then I... I, I don't want to talk from... Uh, I don't want to talk out of like... Um, broken eyes i want i want to talk real i barely seen him and when i say barely i don't mean like i never heard from him again he called almost every day he would call he would try to pop up when i had games he would be at the games 
And the, the, the weird thing with me is I never cared. I never cared about you being there at my game. I'm, I'm focused on tackling this quarterback right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even thinking about you being in the stands. That's me. I know a lot of people do look in the stands for their parents. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But that that wasn't me. So, you know, I'll, after the games, you know, I'll you know, go outside, meet up with my dad. And, you know, my dad would be there. Hey, you know, good game. It go a couple dollars. Like, oh, dad, we about to go out for, uh, we about to go get ice cream. <laughs> that, that sounds so soccer kid. I don't know what we was doing. We probably was about to go to Popeye's. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. But we about, to, we about to go kick it at Dave and Buster's. We about to go, oh, what y'all about to do? Oh, we about to just go home. You know, I'm about to probably play the game or something like that. You trying to, you trying to do something, dad? Nah, nah, y'all go ahead, you know, go ahead, you know, woo, 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 do what y'all about to do. It, it never, it never was, it, it never was toxic in the way of like, like he dismissed us. It was always, it was always in a way that seemed like he cared more about us doing what we wanted to do rather than him dragging along. As I grew up and I looked at that, to me that was an excuse. And I'm I'm still processing this whole thing with my dad to this day. When my man say, to this day. To this day. <laughs> but I'm still processing that to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's I'm I'm married now with two kids. I feel like it's an excuse. Because if you wasn't raised in a home with me. Why wouldn't you do whatever you could do to be present? Don't just don't just come to my games. Nigga, come to my practice. Help me learn how to make a tackle. Help me learn how to get in the three-point stance. Hey, come come run with me. Help me learn how to get faster. That shit that dads do to me. And so when I challenge him on this shit, he be so he be so conflicted. It's like I was there. I was in your life. I gave y'all money every time I seen y'all. I was there anytime y'all. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, Dad, that shit don't matter. It's the intricate shit that matter. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never helped me with my homework. You ain't never helped me learn how to. You bought me a bike, but you ain't never teach me how to ride a bike. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, in 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 a way, we both right. Cause for him. All he's seeing is that he did more than his dad. You see what I'm saying? To him, he was more present than his father was. And in a sense, I I don't blame him for my childhood. Because as much as he knew to do, he was being better than what his father was to him and what all of his homeboys was to their son. His homeboys had the mindset that, Shit, I paid my child support. What well, I ain't about to get them kids no Christmas gifts. Shit, I still got to get some bud. That's what they call it. I still got to get some bud. I still, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, what, what's up with these hoes, nigga? Like, what you talking about? My my kids taken care of. They got their child support for this month. And so my daddy at the time was still able to say, that's weak ass shit. You weak as hell that that's all you want to do for your kids. 
the irony in it is that now that I'm a man and I look at my dad, I say, that's weak as hell that that's all you wanted to do. Because guess what? Being present every day, the real life of it, that shit is tiring, my nigga. It's tiring. I get it. But, like, for me to, for me to what? Skip out teaching my son how to run. Skip out teaching my son how to make a tackle. Skip, skip out teaching my son how to do two times two. Just, just come kick it with me, son. Now go in the back. You at my house, but go in the back. My boy's here. We about to smoke. I don't want y'all around this smoke. My boy's here. I don't, y'all don't need to be hearing what we talking about. So your sons was with you. We had keys to your house. We was in your house. We kicked it. We grew up around you. But you don't know nothing about your kids. You see how you see how it's like this 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 line and this 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 balance beam of like I can see where he was right, but for real, for real, this the real shit. And so this is why I say my dad and not being able to teach me what to do, he taught me exactly what to do. Being around ain't enough. I'm trying to get in my son's head every single day. I'm trying to get in my daughter's head every single day. How does she process life? I'm watching her while she play. I'm not watching her just play with toys. I'm watching her eyes. I'm watching her brain work when she try to figure out how to do. Because this is this is what you got to do to learn your child. To be able to speak to your child, this is what you got to know about your kid. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's what I went through growing up. That's just my father. I'll tell y'all about my stepfather's side of the story later. But it's just focusing on my father. That's what I went through as a kid, right? And... Now that I'm grown up with kids, I know exactly what to do. But now I'm warring with my dad. The war with my daddy today is not, Dad, you weren't never there. That, that's, a, that's what he hears. Dad, you weren't there. I needed you. That ain't, that ain't what I'm saying. And because of who my dad is and I got my, my, my dad blood, this is how I talk to him. Nigga, if I told you different... Today, if I tell you different, that it takes more than that to be a father and you're not willing to change today, then you're continuing to be a weak ass father. You're continuing to be a failure because one of my dad's biggest things is that. Why I don't know my kids, why my kids don't want to spend more time with me, why I know what go on and all of my little nephews and nieces and all of these hoes that I be fucking. I know they sons better than I know my own sons. Who, who fault is that? Who fault is that? That even when you had the opportunity to thoroughly get to know your kids, you bullshitted it off. Is and, and and really that's that's the same way when I just heard that it's the same thing with anything. How how I look being upset that I'm not in the NFL when I had opportunity to go to school on scholarships for playing in, uh for playing football. So how I'ma look at the world like that should have been me. 
What's wrong with my life? That's a sick mindset. It's a victimizing mindset. You're a victim. And you want, it's a, it's a pity party mindset. It's dysfunctional in all of its being. You know what I'm saying? And so, when I had the opportunity, you're supposed to take it. Guess what? Anybody listening to this podcast, young men or older men, because guess what? This podcast is going to get to the point that men that are like my father will listen to it. And now that somebody that's not their kids is telling them something that their kids probably were saying that they couldn't receive, it's going to be like, damn. Let me call my son. I might can't fix your past, son, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be present every day in my grandson's life, in my granddaughter's life. That's, that's how important I know that this platform is. I know it is, you know. And so um, I got sidetracked again. I get sidetracked pretty easy. But um, that's, that's, that's what I know that this podcast will be. And so my father trying to make excuses today for what he didn't do then. I'm not, it's not about making excuses for what you didn't do then. It's about making excuses for what you're continuing to do today. Um, and so that's where me and my father is. And because of this, because I have his blood, because I have his love in me, I love hard and I'm very loyal. So as toxic as he is, I have this complex that if I don't teach my father what to do, who going to teach him? Ain't nobody else going to, ain't, hey, you, you got to get to know my dad. <laughs> One day I hope that he can be on this podcast, and he will, he will. But ain't nobody just talking to my dad. But guess, but guess who, guess who can look him in his eye and talk to him? His younger self, which is me. I'm a reflection of everything that he wasn't when he was young. So when I speak to him, it could begin to pride. And it's a long journey to doing this with my father. I've been doing this for 10 years. We've made progress, but we still got so far to go. And one thing that I can't get hung up on is I can't get hung up on trying to heal and fix my dad that I begin to, one, relive all of my hurts or I continue to live in my hurt. But two, and, and most importantly, I can't begin to try to heal and, and fix my father so much so that I began to be absent from my children's life. Because now this is the project that I'm working on. My dad, my dad, I got to get through to him. Because somehow inside of me, I would feel, oh, I fixed my dad, so I fixed myself. So now we're all, because guess what? He can't be the man that I want to be because he already is who he is. So I got to push him aside. Learn what he has to teach me. Learn from his failures and mistakes. And guess what? In comes my stepfather, which is a whole nother thing. <laughs> it's a whole nother thing. Man, I'm pretty satisfied right now, you know, um, with the introductory 
I feel like sometimes I'll be feeling like I need a co-host for this to help help me stay on track. And I and I have a lot of I have a lot of men in my life. And what I mean by men, I mean parallel. I mean men that are my age, my peers. Um, I I have men in my life who have a lot of input uh, to bring and a lot of value to bring to you, young men, and to me. Because um, I don't know all of their stories. I don't know all of their triumphs. I don't know all of their hurts. I don't know all of their complexes. Um, so it's a lot of it's a lot of my peers um, who I'm ready to learn from as well and who I'm ready for you all to to hear their story. Um, but it's, it's a lot of my peers who who have something to share for me. But that will help propel me also to where I want to be. See, it's not all about it's not all about one person. If I put all of my value and stock in what a man is and what a man isn't in my father, I wouldn't get very far. So just 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 a small reflection before I close out this podcast. That moment with Mark Keith Howard in, in fifth grade with Little Sean. That was my first time that I that I can recollect me learning from the world. I, what I learned in that moment is make a girl laugh. That's the first thing I learned. And I learned it by sitting back and observing. It's one of my, I don't know if you'll call it a quality, but it's one of my most important tools to surviving, thriving, and becoming what I want to be in life. Sitting, in ba- sitting back and observing. I'm going to observe the demon and I'm going to observe the angel because they both can teach me. The only time that I the only time that you begin to stop learning and growing is when you think you already have the answers. That's what I that's 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 my last point for this podcast. Sit back and observe. Don't take it as don't take what other people has as a lack in something that you don't have. Observe how they move. And guess what? Sometimes, sometimes you got to get so close to the point of asking them, hey, how you do that? Hey, hey, Keith, look, look at, look at how, look at how much life could have changed for me if I would have just did this. Keith, hey, bro, what, what you was telling Shorty in her ear? What you have whispered to her? Because to me, that one encounter meant everything to me. But I decided to sit back, observe, and then continue to observe. Because he might have just made her laugh in that moment. But that don't mean that they... 
do 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 on down the line. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta observe. You gotta observe how you gotta observe how he is with her, but you also gotta know that there's different men that she will encounter and there's different women that he will encounter. So you gotta continue to observe because you know. And I'm and I'm rambling on because I love to talk and I love diving into this type of conversations, these type of um, observations and things like this. But th- there will be different interactions with each of them. So observe, you know. Um, I think that's a good stopping point for today. That's not bad. Fifty minutes ain't bad. I think that's pretty good. I really, I really wanted to start the podcast with my boy, but we, we, we'll do that. We'll do that later. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So thank y'all, those of you who were able to sit through through this fifty minutes of conversation. Thank you for those who were able to sit through this fifty minutes of introduction and me getting thrown off track. You know, time and time again. You know, just just rock with me. Eventually, you'll learn how I work, and then once I have once I have a co-host or once I have a, uh, uh, you know, some people to help steer the topics, we can kind of help each other stay on topic a little bit better. But, um, yo, really, this, this is real. I love y'all. Continue to be men. Continue to strive to be men. And continue to grow. Never stop growing. Never stop learning. Um, and we're going to be men one day. We're we going to be better men eventually. We're going to be better men eventually um, as long as we do those things. And, you know, I hope y'all have a good a good week. Love, bless, peaces. Love, peacings. See, now I'm acting stupid. I'm talking too much. I'm out of here. Love y'all.